Wednesday, February 21st, 2007, and this is the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Quickie session. Oh, Oh my. All right, then. Oh, my. Very good, then. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Across from me, wearing a red jacket. Oh. (laughs) We're going counterclockwise. I'm trying to do verbal cues. He's giving cues cues now. That's awesome. (laughs) Look at my jacket. Rick Brett Snyder. Uh, I work the mic. (laughs) <laughs> All and right. Then, yeah, next to Rick. Rick on the ones and two, the ones and zeros, as they say. Okay. And I am uh, in a black sweater, um, sweatshirt, hoodie. It's a swimming color. It's um, swimming, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Alon Lopez for fanboy slash moronlife.com. Mm-hmm. Mm, yummy. And yes, yes. Say fanboy planet, because fanboy is a different uh, different website. Did I not say? What did I say? You said fanboy slash moronlife. Oh, oh, you're right. Really My baggage. Say. Absolutely. Yeah. Fanboy planet. The only place I buy my comics. Indeed. Uh, normally we would have Andy Mead there offer it, but we have... The Andy Mead Memorial Empty Mic. <laughs> it's sad. It's sad. There's a little, you know, picture of Porky Pig crying next to it. I don't know. It's the Mel Blanc thing. Anyway. Uh, oh, and, and working. He can't get away from the front counter. His store manager, Steve Simonetti, who when offered a mic said, no, I'd rather yell across the room. I have more fun doing it. So. Hi, <laughs> okay, we let him out of his closet. It's all right. And what's the address, Steve? Yell it to us. 2725 El Camino Real Suite 105. What's the phone number? It's 408-244-2683 or 408-985-7481. Excellent. That's in Santa Clara, California. That was yelling Steve Seminary. <laughs> Three doors down from Juicy Burger. Mmm, Juicy Burger. Where the burgers are. What's in that juice? I don't know. It's burger juice. I think it's officially, this one is called Amal's Juicy Burger. Ah. It's a sequel to Amal and the Night Visitors. It's a famous (laughs) operetta. All right. Anyway. Sure it is. Yeah, sure it is. Oh, Tell you about the Derwiner Schnitzel operetta by Wagner. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Vino Schnitzel, indeed, the ride of the chili dogs. I was, da, 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 da. I was going there. You weren't going there. I was going there. Wow. Oh. I was going to make a chili fries. Joke, I mean, now come on. What other better. what other comics podcast is going to be so high and so low in the same, the same sentence? sentence? Pretty right. good. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. All right. Speaking of Wagnerian opera. We're not really. But we'll go to uh, today, of course, the long-awaited event that we can't actually talk too much about because Rick hasn't read it yet. I can go outside for a little bit. (laughs) No, 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 no. We need your insight. Civil War number seven did indeed hit the stands. When Marvel said they were going to hit the stands, the third or fourth time they said it was going to hit the stands. And it hit like a soaking sack of... What? Oh, Steve's asking. Steve? Hi, Derek. (laughs) That was romantic. Anyway, I don't know. I was excited. Were you excited, Derek? I was. I, I was excited. I don't know how certain internet uh, because reviewers... I've been such a fan of this series the whole like run, and I've just you oh, have, you wow. have. I think we can flash back to here. You know, pull these quotes from yes, uh, like dot 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 I dot 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 excited dot dot <laughs> dot. Um, Pointed. Yes. yes. Uh, for disappointed. In, yes, uh, Adam exactly. Before he could give his one one word review that. Uh, um, among things, uh, to not spoil, but it was an ending that was suggested by Joss Whedon, and the, so there's going to be the resolution. And I, I, my sort of really vague spoiler for review is while I agreed uh, that one of the characters would do exactly what he did 
I, I thought that was actually. Seriously, I can go outside. For the for no, and you can no, talk to no, no, because the I'll fans, the fans I'll possibly I'll read the read magazine tonight no, because, before I edit. Because what if they what if they haven't read it? You know, okay. Uh, yeah. They gotta give it a week at least. That, okay. that a, one a, one major character does something that for the first time in seven issues of Civil War, a Marvel Universe character does something that's actually in the character we understand what? them to have. You mean Vision cries? Not the Vision cries. <laughs> Deadpool. <laughs> an, an android can cry. <laughs> an android can cry. <laughs> And, and and while I agreed with that as an action, uh, the circumstances that led up to it, I found somewhat unbelievable. And so so they still managed to pull disappointment from the jaws of my uh, satisfaction. And so it does. What a metaphor. It does change. And then it spends two, three pages establishing what the new status quo is instead of, and you know. And patting itself on the back, too. Mm-hmm. Like, ha <laughs> we're so good. What a great series this was. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. But again, the Steve McNiven art, beautiful. Yes, if there is any positive to draw from Civil War, it is the artwork. The artwork was fantastic. If there's another positive to draw from Civil War, at least from Marvel's perspective, it is that now they've released the... <laughs> you mean that? <laughs> yes, I do indeed. For the end of Civil War brings the next era of Marvel. Stockholders. Mm -hmm. There's a special initiative edition of Marvel previews, and when I open to the checklist, Rick is uh, (laughs) distracted by a Greg Greg Horn. She's pointing at me. All three of her are pointing at me. (laughs) She says, "I want you." Yeah, and she's got, she got the, Iron Man's head under her arm. arm yes, mm. uh, there's so much there. Mm, but I don't know how many. As a result of Civil War, let's see. We still have a Civil War Frontline number eleven has to come out, which actually will explain right next week. Civil War number eleven is coming Civil out. Uh, Frontline. Frontline, Frontline number. Uh, that's what I meant. Is coming out, which will explain really what Civil War was about. We still have to get that uh, Civil War. What was that? Uh, the the confession that Brian Michael Bendis was writing. So there's a bookend that's still supposed to come out. That, that was thin, I thought little... that was called The Initiative. Isn't he writing the... He's writing something about that. There, so I look at this, books that are coming out. So we still have to do the front line. There's a Civil War poster book, because you can mm-hmm. relive all your favorite moments yeah. blown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that I would actually think about buying, because the artwork in that... Yeah, okay, there If we it's go. McNiven, McNiven posters, then yeah, sign I'll me up that. for that. How about if it's this... Greg Horn painting of Miss Marvel. If it's all of Greg Horn's females fighting each other, then I'll take two copies. All righty. Indeed. Then we got Civil War the Initiative. Then we have Civil War Battle Damage Report. Civil War the Confession. Uh, Marvel Spotlight Civil War Aftermath. Uh, Let's see, what else? So wait, are you telling us... And that's just next month alone. Oh, my God. Not including Mighty Avengers number one, the new Avengers spinoff that's coming Uh. out. Uh, this also still includes Black Panther, Captain America, Iron Man, all the main ones. Then we get Avengers The Initiative, uh, Civil War Fallen Sun. There are five different Fallen Sun books. Are you going to read Wolverine, all Avengers, the Spider-Man, Iron Man? I'm just oh, saying. Okay. I'm just saying. Look at this. Omega Flight. Nova is suddenly getting folded in, even though he's been part of Annihilation, which was totally separate. Wow. Uh, this has got to be at least 30 books there, uh, at least. I can't, I'm not like Rain Man. I can't look at a page and count up how many titles they're offering. Yeah, you're about 30, 30 40. But two dang many books that most of us are not buying already. And uh, didn't, Marvel ta- tell, didn't Marvel tell us from the beginning that Civil War was going to be a self-contained story, that we wouldn't have to buy all the... The ancillary books, and you know, we'd able to have and that. The books to explain after it's over what right. it was all about. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you. No further questions, uh, Your Honor. Thank you. And uh, the Amazing Spider-Man issue came out today that was supposed to be the lead into Back in Black, and it just still does not lead into Black, Back in Black. But that's, we can't spoil that one either. Can no, we? but that's going to be the next issue. The point is, whatever happens, we don't. I mean, I did read it, but but what happened in Amazing Spider-Man this week still does not explain. Well, I mean, we, it does imply it strongly. Kinda, yeah. It implies I mean, very strongly, but again, goes to if what we believe is about to happen in Amazing Spider-Man is indeed about to happen, then the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and spectacular Spider-Man that's had him in the black suit already, uh, boy, this is awful, awful writing that editing. That, I, I, editing, editing, that all he can do is wander around in those books saying, well, my family's been put through the ringer. Uh, that's not the Peter Parker I know. Mm-hmm. As well written as I thought those books were under that restriction of, we can't actually tell you anything explaining why he's wearing the black suit. It's they, not the Peter Parker I know. Maybe the other right? one was just dirty, and he had to wash it. 
And that could, that'll turn out to... Like Laundry Day, you know what I mean? Civil War. Maybe the Martinizing. <laughs> it was so dirty, it was black. They lost it at dry cleaning. Maybe there that's what go. it is. Oh, oh. No ticky, no spidey. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm ashamed. You can send your hate mail <laughs> to... Uh, no. Oh, Editor at fanboyplanet.com. Wait, whatever. We actually did get an email this week. Woohoo! Awesome. Not saying that Andy was the funniest part of the podcast, which is good because he's not here. Cool. Uh, and, but was it did... from Michelle? No. Oh, okay. It was not yeah. from Michelle. It was from somebody. It was from who somebody said... we don't know. It was from somebody I don't actually yes. know. If I do know them, I don't know that I know them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It could be somebody that shops here, which would be nice. I don't know. Just said that they've read the site for a long time. They just started listening to the podcast, and they ask. When are we going to talk about wrestling? <laughs> was it Chris Garcia? It was not Chris Garcia, oh. and I emailed back and I well, said... Well, this is a personal challenge to Chris Garcia. To absolutely. To I do the- understand that on it's it's a very complicated Wednesday night thing for Chris Garcia, which is similar and to... I Mar- just spoke to him last night, and he said he'd love to come down, but yes, Wednesdays are hard. Wednesdays are hard. It's 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 like Mario Anima's situation, except not really like Mario Anima's situation at all. Uh, Mario, you know, does not is not able to make it right now because of, he has little Amelie Anima, which is just fun to say. Let's all say mm-hmm. it. Amelie Anima, his little baby girl at home. I just call her Double A. Double A. She's a battery. Uh, <laughs> so little Double A is home, and he's you know he's he's a new dad. Like I, he's, I, Rick, I'm sure you remember being a, a, oh, yeah. a, a new dad, this new baby, and Sleep you're looking at it, you're looking at it, but you know you want to stay home. It's better than must-see TV. It's like sitting there going, what's it going to do next? Is it going to wink? Or, or <laughs> Guess poop? what? Is it going to poop? It's going to poop. I'll bet on poop. <laughs> I'm I poop. have a surprise for our one emailer. You're pregnant? No. I can talk wrestling. You can talk wrestling? We are so many days out for WrestleMania coming April 1st. Yeah, baby. Uh, the big event, I believe, is Undertaker versus Batista. If mm-hmm. I remember their names correctly. And there's also a cross-promotional event that actually made the news. This is a Donald Trump thing? Donald Trump yeah. will have I a representative versus Vince McMahon, who I will can't. have a wrestling uh, I can talk Shakespeare. It's, and the and, hair is on the line. And their hair is on the line. So, yes, to talk wrestling, yes, WWE is doing pulling out all the stops, so to speak, By for the their biggest event, the Super Bowl of wrestling, WrestleMania, on April 1st. So well, there we go. that's about as much as I follow. Well, I, I wrote back. I said, it, it's the second we get Chris Garcia here, you bet we're going to do, we're going to talk wrestling. You know, I was hoping Keith Champagne would, but he's not so much of the WWE anymore. He's really into UFC. Right? Maybe, uh, maybe we can be, make, uh, Garcia our next phone interview. Maybe. Yeah, we could do that. For a Wednesday. We we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can pull that off. That'd be great. Have yes. him come in and uh, If not, then we can in. probably get an interview with his beard. It's long enough for the family and, reach. And it's sentient. At this point, mm-hmm. that beard is sentient. The other night, I saw, I saw it actually f- under the, tro- <laughs> under the bridge. I actually saw it feed him. He didn't even have to use utensils <laughs> anymore. Oh, it's horrible. Mm, and God. you can see Chris Garcia, Lon Lopez, Rick Rich, and Andrew wandering the floors of WonderCon. If you've wondered if we are making fun of Chris's beard too much, wonder no more. Yes, uh, me and Chris will be there on theme. Saturday. It's there. That's what the convention's all about. March 2nd, 3rd, and 4th in San Francisco at the Moscone Center. We'll be wandering. I will be signing Tony Loco number one and Tony Loco number two uh, from time to time at the Elusive Arts booth. And I will be signing boobs, so if you have any females, of course, come right. by. Yeah, I'll be writing out checks because I'll probably be buying more stuff than I need. Yeah, sure, right. exactly. Well, that's what uh, conventions are all about, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And we're going to gear up. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's the, the Family Planet does not have an official we're just covering it uh we're there for the elusive arts booth uh but i assume we'll we'll have some sort of presence we could, let's set up a panel in like the parking lot or like uh, outside the or something lot. You in know the parking I mean? garage we'll uh, you know but we'll definitely we'll i think it. we will definitely panel at baycon i think we should podcast right out of baycon oh yeah we could just do a we, panel uh, that would be we have we have been invited to baycon on memorial day weekend in uh, san mateo san carlos yes, san mateo san mateo this year uh, and so I think we'll be we'll oh, there. Guys, I, I sorry I can't make it. I'm I'm saving up to buy all those uh, Civil War books. Sorry, I. Darn it. You know what, dude? Oh. I will stuff you in my trunk, drag you along. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. How can I afford it? I have 30 Civil War books to buy. I know. I, more than. Of course, DC's not making it easy either. What? Because confirmed today, countdown starts uh, in May. Let's see, uh, May second. By the way, is the last issue is the 52nd issue of 52. 52. And what is that date actually? 52. 
What Get a out of here. What a coincidence. And then on 5-9, issue number 51 of Countdown comes out. So, interesting. interesting. Is it 51 because they're going to have an issue zero? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you also know that this Friday, the 23rd, Jim Carrey's new movie, 23, comes out? I, and I, 23 is... Uh, I, I just... It sorry, I was to playing. Five, yeah. So, it is part of it. Uh, there you go. Did you know that 23 comes after 22? Spooky. Yes. Okay. All right. And so, there <laughs> you go. So, it's a countdown. Seven, eight, nine. But one writer this time, one writer... Paul, One writer to rule them all. Paul Dini. One writer to find Paul Dini will be writing this on a weekly basis, and he is a very prolific. So he says now. So he says now. It's not going to be full of Grant Morrison on us. Mm-hmm. And oh, Paul Dini just came up with a head cold. He won't be finishing countdown. No, uh, it'll be no. Okay. And they're replacing him with uh, I don't know who would uh... Keith Franzia. No, I'm kidding. Who the heck? Oh. <laughs> Call <laughs> back. Oh, my, my favorite I writer. I keep forgetting that. And your favorite really lame joke. <laughs> my favorite writer, Keith Franzia. It's totally an... Uh, now available in a box. Exactly. Oh, That's just for Rick. I just do that for Rick. <laughs> anyway, let's I hope. I see you've decanted the box line. <laughs> okay, and you know, uh, you know, if Paul does get a hold, head cold, I am ready. I you am do ready to step up. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, how hard is it to like carry on that book? You would just go like eight, seven, seven. <laughs> six. Seven soldiers of victory fight seven bad guys. Yeah, no. Secret six. Seven swans of swaying I mean, or whatever. Something like that. Sw- swallowing. See how long it takes uh, fans to notice. That's Fantastic. the theme behind each issue. But uh, but there you go. <laughs> Wait, if issue five is called Golden Rings, then I'm out of here. <laughs> Out. It's all Sinestro based. Mm. Uh, unlike Fifty Two, it's not going to be a, like a week in the life. It'll be concurrent with what's going on in the DC universe ah, at the time, okay. and just folk shedding light on different events that are all leading, of course, to the return so, of the Jack Kirby Fourth World to prominence in the DC universe. More that's like the Frontline. More yes. like Frontline. Yeah. yeah, and that sounds interesting to me. Yeah, now I don't know if I'm going if I believe Dan Dio on this, but he gave an interview today saying no. The retailers and the fans have Demanded more weekly books. Yeah. Actually, there was an article on that in The Last Wizard. And we want Wizard. them for free. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> sure. No, no, no. The, the Last Wizard had a poll about fans talking about how they really enjoyed the uh, 52 being weekly and, you know, if Marvel was going to respond to that and come out with their own books. And so uh, I don't remember the article. I did read it, but I can't remember. They're just all talking about how. Yeah, but you, can overdo, a a good, you can overdo a good thing sure. real fast, especially if you're talking about four magazines a month. Maybe, right. but you know, I gotta say, what are we at? Week forty, I think, for fifty-two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, that's something they had planned out for a I long think, time. Sure, right? but I mean, each issue. Sure, they'll have they'll have countdown planned out for a decent amount of time. They've clearly, I mean, that's what that image that that's that teaser image with all the different characters has been about. And in this week's DC books in the center, they have that image advertising it. So, cat's out of the bag. They're supposedly going to announce it tomorrow. I think is when New York, the New York Comic Con starts. But they leaked it out today because the books are coming out. But uh, but week four. I mean, I read fifty two today, and dang, I'm not quite sure I understand it. I have to read it again. Like now, they give me reason to actually go back and read the whole thing. Ah. Because I have to, it, they pulled a plot twist that they said, oh, the clues have been there all along. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not oh, quite great. sure I understand. But it was great. It was it was just really, really thrilling. I mean, I don't think a bad week of 52 has still been a pretty good book. So, yeah, true. I mean, that's, true. it hasn't been that it's been weekly. It's been that it's been consistently good. Yeah, and I, mean, I think if one writer, if there is one writer, honestly, that will be consistently good because he's done television, he's used to that schedule, and you don't get to miss your deadline there. You've got to do what you got to do. And I think Paul Dini, bad Paul Dini, is still fairly entertaining. And hopefully, even if he's only hitting two or three out of four, or even one out of four, I'm and, you know to be really great. I'm still going to enjoy. So well, the, edi- the okay. editing as well. The continuity is beyond the writer, and the mm-hmm. the editing there has been really good as well. I mean, that's so what's sh- been missing. And even with fifty two, and with fifty two switching editors midway, because you know Marvel poached Steve yep. Wacker out, and so DC poached um, Mike Martz. I think is who took over. No, Mike Martz is a football coach, isn't he? Or, or is it different Mike know. Martz? Okay, I don't know. I, you got into sports. I can't. Oh, I can't even sorry. talk wrestling, which isn't even really sports. Oh, but 
Gosh, you know, I'm I'm just. It's okay. Is it? Is it really? It's all right, Monel. Anyways, go ahead. I am the Wanderer. <laughs> People. This is one of the more scatological podcasts. We've done. What? No, it's talking about referencing older episodes or issues. Right, or just, that's what we're doing. Yeah. So. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so the clues were there all along, Derek. <laughs> oh! All you have to do is go back to listen to the old podcast. <sighs> one, that means you got to give a twist at the end of this podcast. So. After tonight's podcast, one flies, one <laughs> dies, uh, and yeah. there we go. And one gets a burrito. And one gets a burrito. <laughs> Maybe if I have time, you, you're going down to Santa Cruz. Uh, I gotta I'm, get out of here. Yeah. I know, and I'm uh, I gotta get to Milpitas to rehearse Hamlet. I, they're choreographing my death tonight. I'm very excited. Oh, so you were nice. true yes. about dying then. That's right. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, of course, uh, about, speaking of one flies, one dies, heroes this week. Excellent. Things happened. Excellent. Oh, my Finally gosh. a good episode. Oh, man. Finally a, a total superhero episode. Yeah. Absolutely. An actual comic book episode. Did yeah. it strike any of you guys at this point that it... it, it this is what I've been... I mean, the show stepped up, like, about the third episode to really kind of go... Oh, promise. It can do something with this this series. But last week it did something. I mean absolutely fantastic. Ab- and you I, know I, why I think it was great? Why? No Allie Larder in it whatsoever. <laughs> You're right. She wasn't. I didn't even no, notice. I was no. so I was so drawn. Her storyline is the weakest. We Gotta had we it. had Hero, we had Stan Lee, little Stan oh, Lee Stanley cameo. Yeah, that's cool. And I saw him in the credits going in. I go, why is he going to show, show up? up? It was, it was. Uh, clarify something driver. for me. The 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 female in the beginning who who joins the radioactive guy. That, that's brand not, new character. She's brand new. But that's but not Misha Barton from the OC. Is no, it? no, okay. no, no, no. Okay. I was like, is that the chick from I the OC? I can't remember what's her name. Somebody Wait, was telling what? me that there are web comics on the site that I haven't never I had known about, and she's apparently she's been in, in the web comics. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have not read those either. My, oh, what know. a geek tastic thing then if. You're following the web, you know, comics. You're like, oh my god, she's there she is, there she is, she's real, she's real. She looks she's just real. like she did. She <laughs> looks just like she did in the comics. She's real. She's real. I can't wait to blog about it. Come on, you know, as much as I, as much as I hate it when people like mock people for that, I know there are people that kind of yeah. think that, you know. Yeah. Oh, she's real. Somebody. Yeah, they're called Derek. No, I'm kidding. Hey, <laughs> I can separate fantasy from reality. I just, I just prefer not, not to. to. <laughs> oh. I did love this week, and I watched this the thing with uh, uh, Nathan flying. Oh, not just Nathan, Nathan coming into his own. Nathan doing power after power, power after power. But I thought, I know it's Peter, isn't it? No, Peter, you're right, Peter. Peter. I'm sorry, Peter. Peter. There's an interesting. I've got to go with. I think you know the implication then with Christopher Eccleston's with he's Claude. He actually is called Claude after yeah. Claude Rains. Uh, that his anger that they had found him. And I realized that if Claire is the daughter of someone who had the powers earlier from the previous generation, then uh, Nathan has known about, has to have known about his powers for far longer than he's ever led on, and probably been part of that previous generation that Christopher Eccleston was afraid of that uh, paper company, quote unquote, paper company but getting hold of him. Brothers, right? Yes. So were they both? Vested with the power at the same time, or was he just well? We don't know. I mean, we don't brother. know. Are they vested yeah. with powers? Are they born, are they really mutants? Because apparently, or? it it does transfer over generations, mm-hmm. handed down by father to father, mother to child. Which maybe we're going to see that that maybe their father, that the mother who's who t- went from being a troubled shoplifter to being just uber bitch. Yeah, uh, like they don't pay attention to how we portrayed her in the pilot because they've never referenced that again. Uh, you know, maybe she has some superpower. Wait, what? What mother are we talking about? The, uh, the patrolling mother. mother. Oh, the patrolling the matriarch. Pilot? She was in the pilot. She was she was shoplifting, and it was like she was acting out after the suicide of her husband. And really, I don't you, remember that. It's an interesting. Good. Shh. Can I say anything? Yeah. They don't want. Was us. there a Haitian around here somewhere? <laughs> There's a Haitian right behind you. Oh, oh. Okay. I need you to remember. <laughs> I need you to remember. And is it just me? And I probably uh, stop me if I've said this on for, uh, previous podcasts, but. The radioactive guy? Does he not remind anybody of, of the caveman from the Geico commercial? You said that before. Yeah, okay, yes, I did say that? Yes, okay. he does. But, Every time I watch that. But I was going to say, though, the thing with so easy flying and all that action is, it has almost rendered my need to see a cinematic version of Superman moot. Yeah. Because these, these effects have gotten so good and so cheap that a, a weekly series can do it. I don't want a Superman Returns Returns again. I want... 
Yeah. I want a Superman. I want Smallville to get, put but they did Tom Welling in the costume and fly, damn it, They fly. did something that they don't normally do. They fly fast. They take off fast. They're up in the air, and they're gone. And other times when you see them flying, they're like, let you admire the fact mm-hmm. that it's, it's slower well, that's or whatever. They were usually hanging from a cable, yeah. and then they yeah, just but swing I mean, But even more recent, even the Superman one, he, he kind of floats around It was sometimes. all his gra- how, showing how graceful he is, yeah. when really I think this is the thing. These guys these, these guys, guys take off and go. These are heroes. They're not going to stand around and be admired. they got a job to do, yeah. well, which is what you want to see. And he was being chased and shot at, so yeah. he had to take off with a hurry. So, sure. Right. But my favorite part of that whole episode... Which which reminded me of the most comic uh, like aspect was the hero the heroes meeting in the graveyard with us you know something's happened to us we've got to find out we've got to team up and yeah. then you know and then at the end they show up as a team you know a super team at the end and then trying to get answers from uh, Horngren glasses, glasses guy, guy. Yeah. Yes. and you know so like the way that ended I was just like oh that's awesome that yeah. was finally some. Comic Actually, book officially, although we everybody calls them calls him Hornroom Glasses Guy, it is Mr. Bennett. I mean, we know her yeah. name is Claire Bennett. Not as much fun to and say. And is Lon leaving now? No, he's, or he's answering the phone. phone. You know, officially, none of the podcasters work for Fanboy <laughs> Planet Comics, and yet we're all alone in the store. <laughs> we are trusted. And the funny thing is, we're all thinking comics and not cash register. It's sad. It is really sad. Well, you know what? No, we're raised on comics. We have honor, morality. Yes, something like that. And we want comics. <laughs> Don't tell them that! That's going out to dozens of people. I feel a lot better, though. Good. The phone calls for you, man. Yeah. All right, no. Andy, he wants to be on the podcast. That's sad. Okay, okay, well, we'll see what's going on. little news alert. Andy is in the neighborhood. He's on the way. Stay tuned for an update. Before Lon has to go, there was one thing we want to talk about. It's not really genre-related, but because we were talking about NBC, following Heroes Immediately, Studio 60, which, yeah, first nail in the coffin, pulled next week for the Black Donnellys, a show that does look like it might be good, written by Paul Haggis, but still, Studio 60, which Lon and I... Have bonded over our love. I mm. love that show. Watch Studio the last 60. Yeah. We're afraid that it's being canceled. Here's the thing that NBC, if you're listening to NBC, listen closely. Of course they are. Putting it on Monday night after Heroes, of course your ratings are going to go down. Two different audiences. I mean, like, the just, it's, it's, I mean, it's a good show. I feel like. Weekly, it's the the quality has been going down just a little bit. But I was having a conversation today. I'm all, it's kind of like we're talking about Paul Dini. Even bad Studio 60 is yeah. better than most of the other TV that's on there. Plus, also Monday night, which we found out, is a hotly contested night of TV. You've got you know two and a half men over on CBS, 24 on Fox. You know everything. I don't know what else is on Monday on ABC. Give but, it a chance. But I think if they were smart, they'd move ER from Thursdays to Monday because it's another drama type thing, mm-hmm. and put Studio Following 60 heroes. put Studio 60 on Thursday after their block of new comedy shows. So that go just from put. go from 30 Rock to Studio 60. Exactly. That's oh. crazy talk. Because they're two, honestly, they, they, they hyped them as similar shows. They're two totally, they're totally separate different. shows. I thought it was interesting on the website for Studio 60, the NBC website, offers a uh, backstage tour of Saturday Night Live. Hmm. So, again, it feels like they don't quite know how to promote this thing because they want you to think it's like Saturday Night Live. I read a criticism that, but the sketches haven't been funny on Studio 60. And I'm thinking, what, what sketches? sketches have we really seen? <laughs> and it bothered me at first, but I realized there was no way a sketch could ever possibly live up to our anticipation right. after the endless discussion about whether whether it works or not. Although the one thought the Christmas episode, which had the to catch a predator with Santa Claus coming down, that was funny. Yeah. I I mean I still go around. So you just come down chimneys. <laughs> well, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I that voice just rings in my head. So I, you know, and I thought it was just me being a guy that likes sketch comedy, but I think it's you know. It's just a doggone good show. It is, but you know, like anything with doggone good shows in the landscape that is uh, network television, it doesn't last. So, um, let's hope. Yeah, I really want it to last. No, I would like to see more, but um, you know, we'll it's see. great, great writing and, and great delivery. Matthew Perry is just, you he's, know, he's I mean, doing I good work. It up and, it, and it's and it's not like 
like Fra- uh, Frazier, guy Chandler. It's not like right. Chandler. Some of those characters have real good chemistry together too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, oh, yeah. the Danny and uh, and uh, Matt uh, chemistry is great. Yeah, and, uh, Matt which surprised me because I've never really liked that that guy that plays Danny before. And yeah. I will say again and again and again, the Studio Sixty getting a great performance out of D.L. Hughley. I mean. <laughs> Yes. When, when a show can do that, you know it's good. That was so great. He was the redhead, the tall redhead, right? <laughs> <laughs> Although I got to say, DL, he was great as the Gadget Mobile and the Inspector Gadget films for Disney. I haven't haven't seen that one, Derek. Oh, really? Missed yeah. that? What? No, no, I missed. Uh, the first one's terrible, but the actual direct-to-video sequel with French Stewart as Inspector Gadget instead of Matthew Broderick, uh-huh. actually really good. Wow. For a children's okay. film. So I guess the Thirty Rock money finally dried up, or no? Okay. What? Um, French Stewart wasn't he on Thirty Rock? A third Rock. Oh, from the sorry. Sun. Rock from the sun. <laughs> they all sound the same to 30, me. Thirty Rock from the Sun. Thirty Rocks from the Sun. Thirty same Rocks thing. from the Sun. Oh, there we go. So uh, I believe are we going to transition to Andy if he makes it here, or are you going to just You'll bolt out of here. Uh-oh. Shall we offend you? Should we say something to offend you? Yeah, go ahead. Dram- dramatic music for Dramatic day. music. Uh, let's see. Lawn's mom sucks eggs. I don't know. What? Oh, oh, is that what we were talking about? Oh, I'm okay. trying to find a way to, uh, you know, have you get have oh, a you're dramatic gonna, exit. Oh, so I can leave? Let's Can, can I leave uh, talking about how bad Ghost Rider was? You go should, ahead. You should do your oh, Ghost okay. Rider review. Tell us how bad because, Ghost Rider was. Woo. Because, hold on, hold on. Last week, Lon was terribly excited about mm-hmm. the prospect of Ghost Rider, but promised that if it stank, or there was some other metaphor there, but if it was bad, mm-hmm. he would come in and tell the truth. And so, Lon, what's the truth? Tell the truth. I cannot tell a lie. I chopped down the cherry tree. No, um, yeah, Ghost Rider is terrible um, on so many levels. Well, now, you did give it two planets. Up well, well the, there is some, you know, there is, you know, in anything I can find good. Um, in any turd I can find good. Um, Even I did. in the Iraq situation, that's a challenge for next week when you have more time. Explain <laughs> to us. <laughs> Although I will say, if you want to hear all the stuff I Whole had to say, <laughs> oh, yes. all the things I had to say about the Ghost Rider review, go read my kick-ass review <laughs> on fanboyplanet.com. It is a really good review. It was a very good review. Uh, you know, I felt good. You know, you you an earlier uh, reviewed Feast for us. Yeah. And. Yeah, and uh, that was a really good review, mm-hmm. and then you got, I, you know, I knew it. We'd, we'd suck you in, and now we've got you right now. Well, you know, if you, when I moved as much as I was after Ghost Rider, and believe me, I wanted to move as soon as <laughs> it started, but... Um, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's pretty bad, but the but the story of it is though it's the number one movie this weekend, raking in forty five yeah. million, forty six. Oh, yeah. it made an additional seven on President's Day, so we're looking at a fifty yeah, million they dollar it opening. box office record. And what was the cost? Uh, I don't know. Really? Seriously? No, you're making that up. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I might have a little trouble. Okay, maybe I am. I don't but, know. But uh, so, I of course, <laughs> of I, course. I mean, $120. That's all they spent on it. Right, oh, but yeah. what's what's Avi Arad saying this weekend? Oh, the Ghost Rider, it, is, it made the $50 million. It, I, The movie is good. You know, so, I mean, and that's how he talks. I've seen him. But, yeah, um, I, know. Yeah, I know. So comments on the different actors? Uh, Nick Cage, surprisingly, was the only good actor in that movie. Um Eva Mendes, oh, I love her. She's beautiful in that whole movie. Uh, terrible, terrible. Couldn't read lines. But Could the, she play She-Hulk? No, not at all. No. She couldn't play her way out of a bag. Um, but anyways, um, but all what it all comes Although down to. Although I might to, pay money to see that. What it all comes <laughs> down to, though, <laughs> yeah. the first five minutes you see it, written and directed by Mark Steven Johnson, and it's you can just tell right. You know, I was I was believing in this guy because of you know Daredevil. I was a fan of Daredevil. Not you know I didn't think it was the strongest movie, but I was like, hey, you know, here's a guy who likes comics and stuff. The script, terrible. Uh, direction, just watching it and just seeing where it's going and where what you know the situation the actors are in, and then seeing them act in the situations where you sit there and go, why aren't they? You know, uh, Johnny Blaze just finds out his dad has cancer, you know, uh, incurable cancer. So he's like, hmm. All right, I'm gonna go work on my bike. You know, like no emotion, no sadness, no. You know, it's like. And you're sitting there, you know, Nicolas Cage turns into Ghost Rider for the first time. Skin, his skin is burning off, or flesh is burning off his bone. And he's just kind of like, wow, okay, I guess I'm Ghost Rider. You know what I mean? There's no, hmm. like, sense of so, uh, reality. So, just, just a quick gut check, and I'm not talking, you know, more successful or less successful director. Mm. But, uh, who's better, Mark Steven Johnson or Brett Ratner? 
Ooh. Because they both jumped on something and made crap, but then made a lot of money. Um, that's right. God, you know, that's hard to say, because after Ghost Rider, I mean, they were both pretty incompetent films, but um, I don't know. That's a good one. I would have to say, like, at least... Like, Brett Ratner at least did the rush hours, and those were competent, at least from beginning to end. They told a story. Maybe they weren't high art, but at least they made sense in the, the scenarios. But, True. But, wow, Ghost Rider. And I noticed, too, Mark uh, Stephen Johnson did something he did with Daredevil, which is he spends the first 20 minutes giving the kids growing up story origin in linear fashion, kind of. And you're sitting there, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie, you're going... Wow, this is a long time to get to like like Nicolas Cage doesn't show up until like the first. You know, in, in any yeah. issue of Ghost Rider comics, I mean, you can do a, a one page, possibly even a one panel flashback that mm-hmm. explains what happened. Right, I three panels, right. I, three panels. I sold my soul to the devil. Now soul. I'm a demon. <laughs> I got screwed, and now I'm a demon. Right, yeah, yeah. right. And got so something that didn't matter. I sold my soul, and now I'm yeah. right down. But yeah. I will say this: mm. maybe it's because I'm kind of a movie snob, but. Oh, the are. people next to me in the theater went absolutely crazy. They were like, oh, man, did you see that? Oh, that was tight. Oh, that was sick, dude. So maybe they're liking it. And we also had another couple, an older couple, walk by us at the end going, that was a good movie. I don't know why the press got the first five rows of seats, though. So <laughs> so, so the public liked So we it. could sit in quiet judgment. Mm, yes, but... Uh, Not that I was there. I wasn't able to. Uh, oh, I great. Oh. Andy just showed... I gotta go. I'm, I cannot work with this guy anymore. Oh, I, I, man. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He just showed up. I'm out of here. He just showed up. Hey, hey. Oh. Oh, great. Forget it. Don't slam the door. Did he do a better job of leaving storming out? Of course he did. You know, <laughs> I've got this thing going on right here. It's not growing any hair. What's up with that? Um, Does it just happen? I had that problem with my G.I. Joe Land Adventure, the lifelike hair and beard. Occasionally it just rots off. You're, yeah. you're getting patchy. So what I missed? Did I miss everything? You're getting alopecia? Yeah. Um, well, let's see. I, you know, we can go back in circular. Maybe you need to <laughs> just just give a, an incoherent rant about Civil War number 7. You know what? It just hit me. Hey, the Civil War's not over. Just because Captain America quit doesn't mean... I mean, Spider-Man's still out there doing what he's doing. I mean, it's not we over. We didn't spoil a lot of it. Oh, really? Because he hasn't read it yet. <laughs> But it's okay. You know that. You I know buy that. my comics from you on Wednesday. Everybody else gets them apparently earlier. I was I was I was given specific instructions earlier today that well this will air later on in the week, week so we yeah, can obviously I, talk about it. But Rick didn't have a chance to read it, so you can leave. It. I'm sorry. I'm like hero. I can right. stop and turn back time and read. Yeah. So, but you can still rant incoherently. But it's a good point because that doesn't spoil anything. To really to say. Or, or even if it spoils something, it's not a surprise. Yeah. The Civil War isn't over. We do. I, I, we talked about some of these initiative things that are coming out. It was here. While, while Andy talks, look at that Greg, Greg Horn picture of, of Ms. Marvel. Oh it's, no, I'm sorry. It's soothing. Oh, it's soothing. There it is. Oh, here, just, just gaze. Uh, All right, they, go ahead, Andy. It was, it was, it was a, as a cop out of an Andy. Oh. I mean, I can talk. The ending that. Sh- Logically following this badly written story. Right. The ending that should have been, that was coming, was Iron Man kills Captain America. Or Captain America kills Iron Man. One of the two. Which does not happen. Which may or may not happen. No. No. Um, There's, they, they do this whole thing and then they don't end it. And there's too much. We know that we've got Civil War Frontline number 11 coming out, which has been, which said that it's Ben Urick and that other young female reporter. And you know what? The Amazing Spider-Man was a cop-out, too. Oh, yeah. No, I, I already talked about that. I, I felt that that was a, uh, an utter cop-out myself. But that the Frontline next week is claiming that it, that's where the whole reason where the Civil War is going to get revealed or confronted. This whole thing is a setup to launch Submariner number one. That's what the whole thing is about. What? The Submariner is coming Submariner back? Submariner number one. That's fabulous. Although, now that I've played to the end of Ultimate Alliance, I really don't like the guy that voiced the Submariner in that game. It should have been me. It should have. I, I finished it, too. Did you? Very yeah. good. What? <laughs> Never mind. We don't want to ruin it for anybody else out there, but... No, come on, let's spoil everything. I, I let... Um, California, I actually destroyed myself, apparently, at the end of that game for failing to save Princess Lilandra. Did you save Princess Lilandra? You know, some of those things didn't make sense. 
They contradict each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Gee, it's just like a Marvel comic. Ah. <laughs> you know, they say, they say, they say because. Because Cyclops... Did because you segue appropriately into the video game? <laughs> I did. We sort okay. of did. Okay. Because you didn't because you didn't save Nightcrawler, blah, blah, blah happens. And then I'm at Xavier's graveside. They're showing me Xavier's graveside. And Nightcrawler's standing right there. Yes. It's actually um, Wolverine with an image inducer. It, it wasn't Wolverine with an image inducer. Ooh, maybe it was Mystique. She's, she's I, I Mystique. Just, there's a cross-dresser as her there, son. There you go. Oh. I just read... That's one message. I read 52. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yes. I read, Civil, I read Civil War. And I won't say anything, but look it. Uh, without giving it away, Civil War was a thoroughly dissatisfying series with a crappy-ass ending. 52, which isn't even over yet, they, they sort of... It looks like they sort of conclude the Ralph Digby arc in this. Oh, okay. Okay? Dibney. Dibney. I don't care what you want to call him. Digby is the biggest Dibney. dog in the world. Thoroughly, thoroughly satisfying. Yes, absolutely. Thoroughly satisfying. Okay. Um, and you know what? A, I didn't see the, I didn't see it coming. And B, it was logical and made sense. Yes. Though and, I have to go back and reread for all the clues. And was still, strangely enough, in character. <gasps> yes, Absolutely. Speaking wow! Of, and then strange, that's writing. Strangely, and yeah. Editing. What is that? Writing. Writing and editing. Oh, and you know what? I just found out about countdown today. Yeah, it was officially confirmed. Are they going to count backwards? Yes, from fifty-two. Fifty-two. 51. Then it goes, and then countdown starts at fifty-one down to zero. Nice. With Paul Dini writing, so you're going to be very happy. Paul Dini's the king. There we go. A book that is out today, by the way, that's my pick of the week because I bought it today and read it and thought, oh my gosh, this is again back to that fun. People in character, brave and the bold, number one. You picked it up, I know. Yep. I'm pointing at Rick. Rick has picked it up. Did you read it yet? I have not read it yet, but I still can't get over that first couple of pages. I just love it. The solution, though, uh, to it will, you know, it, it's not going to be as cool as you thought, but it's still cool. And it, and it's, I just thought this is why I used to buy. Con- I always had. I mean, I sort of respected the thing that Batman was angry, would not forgive Hal Jordan for being parallax. Up until the point that it was established that Hal Jordan really was helpless, whether you agree with this plot point or not, helpless in the face of this yellow demon that is right. Parallax, that he couldn't fight it. He tried and couldn't and was beaten. Uh, so now, if you've got that Hal Jordan now, it's like they don't like each other much, but there's a respect, and I can play into that. Mark Wade plays that, the DC. Mark Wade is one of those writers where you constantly forget how good he is. Until, yeah. you're, until you're reading something by Mark Wade and you think, how good Bruce is Harden this? Is. Oh. Yeah, because we just yeah. don't talk about him in the same breath as every right. as these other guys. Legion, the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, great book. How, yeah. Juggling all those characters, just doing, and you know, still come, one of the best miniseries ever written was Empire. Oh yeah, Empire was great. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, speaking of you know, you're saying Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm. I've got to pick a sleeper pick. Give us a sleeper pick. We Aven- did wrestling already. Avengers next. Have you read really? Avengers Next? Avengers Next. Now I know coming from me, the guy that like you know is the Hellblazer fan. Wait, wait, wait. You're talking about the the Marvel Two or whatever. The, the, M- the, the Spider Girl continuity. Okay. Avengers <laughs> Next. I was bored out of my skull the other day. I said, "What haven't I read on the shelves?" I said, "I haven't read this." Okay. I pulled it down and I read it, and it read like an Avengers issue. From the 80s. Is it a trade paperback? That you no, know? it's um, Avengers Next. It's um, Last Planet Last Standing. Last Planet Standing. Um, which I'm going to have to go back and read because this was just a good, fun team book like they used to do. And the thing is, someone, someone pointed this out to me. Tom DeFalco's doing the writing. Back in the early 80s, Tom DeFalco was the editor? He was the editor-in-chief of... Marvel for a while, yeah. Um, it really reads like one of those early adventure, Avengers stories that I read when I was growing up without being... Grim and Gritty? No, without without the... Which it's not. It's not no. Grim and Gritty. No, it's not Grim and Gritty at all. Sometimes they try and write like that and it comes out pretty crappy. They're writing to kids. This was just good, mm-hmm. solid fun. I mean, it's got Thor's daughter, which is like... she And she's just nuts. Um... This, the Spider Girl character is fun. I um, know it was initially set in the future. I think now the way they're it's it's got to be like an alternate Earth where these heroes really did appear in the 60s and 70s. 
and their mm. children are now there. It's now modern. Because there's nothing in there that I would say is That's future. futuristic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, J2. Just son of Juggernaut, who's, like, drawn very strangely. He's got, like, this egghead. But um, there's a, a, one of the girl characters shows up. I forget who it is. And, like, she thinks he's sort of cute. But apparently he's got something going on with the other girl. And, like, that sort of bends her out of shape. And it was just, like I said, just solid fun. And out of all the books that come out, Hey, you know what? You're looking for something fun to read? Pick up Avengers next. I'm yeah. thinking about. I'm thinking I'm going to have to go back and read the Spider Girl stuff. I, the Spider Girl stuff is good. Has been consistently good. It's it's a very complex but self-contained continuity because there's nothing else. There's nowhere nowhere else for it to cross over. You know, so, so as long as you know that one run, I'm you're sure that fine. I'm sure that came as a surprise for me to have picked that. But uh, I'm a little surprised, but I'm I'm pleased by that because there it is again. Marvel can do comics, right? Yes, they just choose not to. <laughs> They're not using their powers for good. good. They're not. See? <laughs> See? <laughs> See? Now it's a good catchphrase You're not for Andy. you. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. What happened? Who is it's, he? It's still not a good catchphrase. Oh, please. <laughs> I would also like to say I've been saving this for you to show up tonight. I was uh, at rehearsal for my spring musical for the school, and I left the musical director doing some song stuff, and she said, uh, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go do my podcast. She said, what? And one student said, oh, yeah, it's really, it's really good. It's really funny. And I said, just out of curiosity. <laughs> Who's the funniest? And she said, you. Well, of course. And I'm you. not just saying that. You are. Yeah, of course. So, you, you probably grade her papers or something. No. No, I no longer teach this student. Ha-ha! In your face, Mead! I'm funnier. Uh, sure, but that's because you've got this weird patch When we do video, <laughs> then we're going to see. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like this one piece of, on my chin that's not growing any hair all of a sudden. And just all of a sudden, you're growing beard balls. Were you struck by a radioactive isotope on your chin? Male pattern beardness. It's, it's it is strange. What else? What else came out this week? That you well, that's uh, that's all we're going to talk about. We got because I myself have to wrap up and get out of okay. here. But I'm not going to leave in a half. Did, um, you read, did you read Next Wave? Anybody read Next Wave? I did not read Next Wave, though it finishes up this week, doesn't it? Yeah, it I finished mean, up last week, uh, and the trade came out this week. Oh, very that's strange. Right. The 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 villain in it, the the guy, the mastermind. So you're not reading it either? I stopped a couple and of you're issues not back. It? I read a couple of issues. The, the villain, the the mastermind villain. Is Devil Dinosaur? No. Whoa! Now I gotta pick it up. <laughs> and, and, it, and, and apparently he's he's very traumatized because that evil little boy kept riding Moon him. Boy, Moon, Moon Boy, Moon Boy. <laughs> oh God! And he's like he's all in like this 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 smoking jacket with his little arms Do and his little gla- glass song. of champagne. And it's like I, I just I haven't been following the series. I just picked up the last one. I said Devil Dinosaur. <laughs> And, and there's obviously... And yet, it all makes sense. I can remember when Marvel launched that series, and well, we were probably like in junior high. Yeah. And... and Wasn't that a follow-up to their 2001? Uh, no, you'd think, because Jack Kirby did... Two, the, the series that was the spin-off of 2001 was Machine Man. Machine Man, right. And then Devil Dinosaur came out at the same time. So, you, okay. so I don't think that Devil Dinosaur appeared there. But just the fact that, you know, the 70s... Odd time. Yeah. When that's what they say, Kirby is back. There's only he can tell the tale. Oh, Devil, Devil Dinosaur. dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and, and, and Moon Boy. The, ser- seriously, there's there's like the subtext going on, and he'll he'll say something like, you know, sometimes at night I can still hear the screaming of that little boy. You know, run, run, dinosaur, run. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, oh, it's just, uh, it just it just it made me laugh. Because well, cause, uh, Devil Dinosaur had appeared in the Fallen Angels miniseries. The it was a, an X-Men spinoff, Sunspot yes. and Boom oh, okay. Boom. Yes. And Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy had come forward in time, and they yes. were members of the Fallen Angels for um, a while. And one other thing, since you got to go, just a, a just flashing mon is the Martian word for wanderer. Right. Just flashing topics as quickly as possible. Um, anybody read Batman from last week? No. Yeah, yes, that, that, that Grant Morrison text story? Yes. I have to reread that, man. Grant Morrison Dude. officially blew my mind. Dude, and it was brilliant. I, I took me it took me a long time to read it. My one mistake in reading that I loved the art. I loved the illustrations oh. to that story. But I was reading it late at night, all alone, and I flipped to the page when the Joker took off his bandages, and that picture just freaked me out oh. so badly. Look at, you <laughs> know, like, we've we've often toyed, we've often played, we've talked about the idea of all these different Jokers. Yes, and it's like Morrison explains it all. Yes, well, huh. the, the, and he had done that in Arkham Asylum, and he's yeah. the only writer since. He tied it into Arkham Asylum, and 
there's recur- there's characters that recur, mm-hmm. um, and and poor Harley Quinn. Yeah, I have to reread it. I Not have to reread, reread it. It was it was good. It was just complex. That was that was the great when you sat down last week and said, "How fast can you read a book?" Take the over under seven and a half minutes, and he goes, "You can read it. Can read this in under seven and a half minutes or over seven and a half minutes?" Not showing us that it's a text. Yeah, uh, you <laughs> lost all those issues. Of I did service. lose. I did lose. Oh, oh god! Which I just stopped reading. I looked at the pictures. When I think I have a vague yeah. idea of the plot, and that's it. All right, so that's where we're going to table it. Being confused by Grant Morrison, which I think is a good place to end. And. He's a bastard. There we go. So if you have any comments or uh, further emails about should we talk about wrestling or other things we're not talking about, let us know at editor at fanboyplanet.com. Let him know who's the funniest. Indeed. It's me. It's secretly Rick. <laughs> oh, he's like the Alec Baldwin of our group. And I like it, that. You can go to the message boards, of course, and join our forum and chat it up there. And everybody, every one of us here does go on there and check. We're very lonely there. We're very lonely. You can find us at www.fanboyplanet.com. Though chances are you already know that because that's how you got the podcast in the first place. The, pa- sure. the podcast? The podcast. Yeah, we're podcast for our Boston and Boston fans. Our Boston fans who listen to a podcast. Anyway. I'm going to podcast. I'm going to podcast now. I'm going to sign out from our podcast. I'm Derek McCaw, editor of fanboyplanet.com. To my left. Uh, this is Andy. Iron Man Hypervelocity is really good, too. And, of course, our sound engineer and commentator, Rick Brett Snyder, and I'm turning down the volume now. All right. This is we're saying. Remember, you you use your it. powers only for good. And we'd like to thank the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Wow, a uh, short show tonight, and uh, for those of you who hang around for the outtake afterwards, sorry, we don't really have a good one tonight. But we're going to take this opportunity to thank the great Luke Ski for use of his song, Fanboy, which we use as the intro and outro bumper for the show. Bumper, that's a technical term, meaning music that's at the beginning and end of the show. Anyway, uh, we're going to play the full song fanboy in its entirety following a short interview with the great Luke Ski that uh, we captured at Gen Con SoCal, where, yes, we prove we have permission to use his music in the podcast. Thank you very much. Enjoy. And now, almost to the end, and we're actually to one of my favorite booths so far in the show. Because this is the booth for the great Luke Ski. Well, hi, Luke. How you doing? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you, you're probably not just having a microphone shoved in front of your face. Uh, Fanboy Planet podcast. Cool, cool. Hello, everybody out there. So how's the convention going for you? Going, going pretty good. I uh, did a couple fun shows. Friday night I had a few friends of mine from the Dr. Nemeno show come out. We did a whole two-hour Friday Night Live comedy music showcase. That was pretty good. Uh, and then yesterday was the masquerade where I did some entertaining there as well. So having a good time just hanging out here and, and you know, meeting and greeting with everybody, showing off my new DVD. <laughs> looking forward to watch. I bought this stuff yesterday and uh, looking forward to getting uh, getting the DVD into the player. Cool, cool. So, And just FYI, because uh, I know there's issues about pod safe music you are welcome to play any of my stuff on your show so. oh excellent so we yeah. got we have we have permission to yes edit. you do <laughs> terrific thank you very much yeah there's a few other podcasts that play my stuff as well so i just i wanted to make sure you knew about that so we'll, we'll i'll we'll make use of it excellent so um and the website is oh my website is lukeski.com that's l-u-k-e-s-k-i.com very good thanks very much sure, thanks no for problem. The sh- thanks a lot he's a great guy very talented, very, very creative songs.
Well, I'm packing up my swag and I'ma head outside Where real women call me dork Then gag and go hide Take a ride to Toys R Us Bust on in Buy a Mace Windu and a Qui-Gon Jinn Yeah, I'm a kid at heart just like Anakin A loony bin I am in with Ken Harley Quinn Get a pin with a model saying Xena for Prez Then spend my pay on dispensers of Pez Poking out at the cons, renaissance vests Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch As the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch Turn to the left to F in your dictionary And add this word to your vocabulary Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy Damn it Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy out there scully you can't handle the truth i got this funny little gadget when i open my fridge it goes like kurtz on the bridge bill gates was cool but now he just sucks play doom and quake on microsoft get a map to the tomb find lara croft and if the pixel's right then i'm a raider and let sony play 2k know why they call me a fanboy baby Jedi Master and you are merely just a one in a one, you don't just like Josh. I mix a job with that Udini from Ghost Shark to Wookiee. One in a one, you don't just like Josh. I mix a job with that Udini from Ghost Shark to Wookiee. One in a one, you don't just like Josh. I mix a job with that Udini from Ghost Shark to I should have stole that. <clears throat> check, check Hello, one, two. <laughs> um, yeah. Volume's a little low, just in the headphones. Is that just for our benefit, or? Okay. Check one, two. Check. How's that? Check. Yeah, that's more normal. I can't tell without Derek yelling. So. Let's hear Derek. Oh, I believe the term is. Take your mic closer to you. The term from Andy is I'm overmodulating. Mm. That's what Andy does. <laughs> I'm overmodulating. Hmm. 
It makes me so angry. Was that, uh, oh, that's Marvin the Martian, huh? Yes. First of all, I'm all, isn't that Where Dr. Is that Bunsen Kaboom? Honeydew or something like that? Or, or the, the Muppets? Muppet uh, Labs. Yeah. Bunsen is a thing. Yeah. Beaker. No, that's Beaker. Beaker. Yeah. Dr. Bunsen Dr. Honeydew. Dr. Bunsen. Yeah, and Beaker. Beaker. Yes. Because his head looked like a honeydew. That's why. The really? melon. Yeah. Oh, squinty. Yes. Yes. All right. Oh, that was loud. You know what we're talking? Tell us what we're talking about. How about Civil War? Um, he hasn't read it. Oh, crap. He hasn't read it. But we can talk about the Aftermath Initiative. This alone it should piss off everybody. This is the checklist. I'm just looking at the horn I know. Drawing. Yeah, you can't get past the Greg Horn art. <laughs> the checklist. It. It make oh, my God. Horny? It goes into June. <laughs> yeah. And do they have, uh, like, everything in the universe? Um, some of them are books that already exist, and some of them are not. You know, follow-up things and miniseries and spin-offs and things. So Does Howard the Duck make another appearance? No, no. You know, officially, Howard the Duck does not exist. Yeah. Officially. 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 That's, the, that's, that's how the government decided to handle him. Oh. They were tired of reports of this little duck man walking around, so they just decided it was easier to say he doesn't Swamp exist. Swamp gas. Swamp gas. Uh-huh. Then, of course, Countdown got confirmed today officially. Paul Dini is going to master the, this uh, 52 What's issue. Let's just do it. Yeah, yeah let's, let's go. go and then, yeah. And Hero Studio 60. Any movie things you want to talk about? Ghost Rider. Yeah, you want to mention Ghost Rider? Well, now that you've seen it, yeah. yeah. I did like the fact that uh, the guy from, not last episode of Lost, maybe it was last, the, the episode of Lost. From oh, the Others guy? Did near, you see Ghost Near Rider? Portland? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. But I read your review. Oh, okay. I did, I did laugh out loud at a couple of things. Your review was kick-ass. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the guy, the guy from, you watch Lost? I do not. You know, it's okay you know watch Lost? Oh, I love it, yeah. So the episode about uh, not really near Portland. Yeah, yeah. The guy who was the recruiter guy with the really dark glasses, the dark eye- eyebrows, dark yeah, yeah, yeah. face. You know where you've seen him before? He's the Batman UL. Exactly. Yeah. From the Tick. And it's driving me crazy through the whole thing because I'm going. Well, because he was anything. just in Smoke and Aces, too. Yeah. So that's why. Smoke and Aces. So I saw Smoke and Aces, then he was on Moss. I'm all that again. Mr. Carbonell. I think is his name. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's, let's, let's do, do it. it. All right, let's go. Give it a second. For us, it's Wednesday, February 21st, 2007. And-